So as I always say, it's always a, a privilege to speak to you. I, I, I find it as uh, an important privilege to get the opportunity to speak to you every now and then. Unfortunately, unlike the last time, I was the last person in the series, so I had, to, I had the opportunity to steal people's points. <laughs> Today, I'm the second person, so I get to steal only one point, which is <laughs> still fine. So today we'll be talking about blessed are the merciful. So Pastor Sev started this series last week. And just before we go into that, we want to say a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We bless your name because you are God. And every time you gather us before you, you have a word for us. And we are grateful for your word. We pray that, Father, even as we learn about mercy, you give us the spirit of mercy. You implant in us the ability to be merciful as you are. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. So last week, Pastor Self introduced a series, and he spoke to us about uh, Matthew chapter 5, verse 8, which was about being pure in heart. So he said, blessed are the pure in, in heart, for they shall see God. And an important thing that I picked up from that, that, uh, that message was the ability for us to assess ourselves or to assess our heart. Being a teacher in a, a private tertiary education, I get to assess students every now and then, basically every three weeks. So I, I, I give them first attempt, second attempt, and sometimes if the student has a few mistakes, I give them third attempt. So that one is easy, I think. Someone has written something, just achieve, not achieve, good, bad, this is not APA referencing, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I think that one is, is easy. It's easy to look into someone's life. It's easy to give a comment about what someone is doing. But then I think it's more difficult to actually sit and see what your life is. I don't know the last time I, I did that, so I, I, I thought it was a really powerful word. That sometimes, I mean, in the busyness of life, just take a few minutes or probably an hour just to sit and reflect on your own life and see what, I'm, what am I doing right, what am I doing wrong. Especially for us as Christians, it's always good to just sit back and see how is my relationship with God. I remember this week my wife was saying that Oh, you're always in a hurry doing something, going to work, coming back, coming late and all that. But we always pray for like two minutes, three minutes. But I think we should just get time to just sit and then pray proper, properly. So I was like, well, this, this is quite interesting because the kind of life that we, we live, most of us, is always in a hurry doing something, doing one thing or the other. And then I have to, as I told you the last time, I have to do my quiet time in the bus, <laughs> which, which I find interesting, especially when you have first-year students from Auckland Uni in the bus. They are talking about assignments, about biology, about some scientific, something, mathematics class, something. It's, it's quite interesting. So God bless Pastor for this wonderful word. And I believe that as a, a practice, we should once in a while take time to just reflect on our life and especially on our work with God to assess how are we making progress.
progress with, with our, our work with God. But I, I believe personally that our work with God is a, a, work in prog- uh, a work in progress, which means every time there should be an evaluation by yourself to see how close have I gotten to God this year? How close am I getting to God next year? Today we'll be talking about Matthew 5 verse 7. Blessed are the merciful. This was quite an interesting is it research that I, I did not really research. It. Because I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a PhD student, so research might mean something different to me. But obviously it, it was a, a good research that I did. And I found that mercy actually comes in two forms. The first form is difficult, and the second form is more difficult. <laughs> it doesn't get easy. But I think there's a, a nice thing that we would, would, would find out at the last point. So the first form of mercy is showing mercy by helping others. So this form of mercy mostly has to do with you see someone in need, and then you show mercy to the person by helping the person, someone comes to you to talk about something, or you walk on the street, you see someone is in need of money, is in need of something, and you give the, 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 the person that, that particular thing. And for us as Christians, on Fridays, every, every Friday evening, when I close from work about 5, 5.30, 6 o'clock, I see a group of, I think it's, it's a church, and they have a, a, prayer, a prayer booth or something, so like if you, are in, if you need any prayer to be said for you or if, or, if you, or if you need prayer, just go to them, tell them what you want them to pray about, and then they pray for you. So it's also another form of mercy. But then we, we see an example of the Good Samaritan. The Good Samaritan, I'm sure we all know the story from Luke chapter 10, verse 25 to 37 where a man was wounded and several people just came and passed by him. And I was just relating this story to our lives, that mostly when we, we, we see people in, in, in some form of difficulty, we are like, oh, if I spend this five minutes, ten minutes to help this guy out, I might be late again. If I give this person this help, I might not have enough money afterwards. So then we are kind of giving excuses. And for most of us as Christians, God bless us in terms of money, food, whatever. And the easiest thing to say to people is, oh, don't worry, I'll pray for you. But then sometimes I find it personally that we use, irrespective of how important prayer is, Sometimes God has blessed you probably financially. God has blessed you in terms of food, wealth, or whatever it is. And God expects that you'll be able to, apart from the prayer, to do something physically as well. So we say, oh, I'll pray for you. But then, then, then you, you, you know within your heart that you can actually do something about that particular situation. You can actually help the person apart from the prayer. There's this popular story where a man went to church to pray. He, wa- he was a, a rich man, so he went to church one weekday. 
mostly in, 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 our, in our country, we have big churches where you can actually go in any time of the day and just pray. So this man went into the church, was praying about a very uh, big contract that he was expecting from the government. So he was praying quietly, asking God, Father, please help me get this $1 million contract from the government, and I'll give you my tithe, I'll be faithful, I'll do that quietly. So he was praying for some time, and then one man just came in, in, into the church, and he also was praying, and he was shouting, Father, you are my everything. You are my God. In you I put my trust. He kept on saying the same thing. Father, you are my everything. You are my provider. In you I put my trust. Kept shouting the same thing. After some time, he just said, Father, you know I've not eaten for two days. All I need is $5 to be able to eat. Father, you are my provider. You are my source. You are my trust. He kept saying the same thing over and over again. Then he, he started shouting it louder and louder. He became louder and louder. So the point where the rich man who was quietly praying was so disturbed about the guy praying that he actually left, left his prayer and said, and tapped him on the shoulder and said, young man, this is $100. God has answered your prayer. <laughs> so what is the essence of, of this story? Sometimes, whilst we are praying about the big things, God has put us also in a, a position that we can actually help someone, probably with the very small things. There are some things that probably you have more than, more than what the person is asking for. It could, be, it could be money, it could be an introduction, or the, I know this guy, he's very good, I know this lady, he's very good, just help him out. Or it, it, it could be food, it could be anything. So sometimes, apart from the prayer, God puts us in a position to be able to help others. My personal saying is that we are blessed to bless. So whatever God gives you, apart from your nice things and the nice shoes and nice dresses and nice houses, God has also blessed you and put you in that position so that you become a blessing to others. Amen? Amen. So that's that, that the, 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 I think the easier form of being merciful, which is also difficult. Because I think in our part of the world, I find that it's quite difficult. Like, even for me, in, in the bus, sometimes I want to actually stand up for someone who is uh, older than me to sit, because in our country, that's the common thing. But then I tried it once, and the, and the person just gave me a look like, what do you mean? How, how old do you think I am? That's like, sorry, sorry. <laughs> so sometimes, as much as we want to be helpful and we want to be merciful to some people, probably the person doesn't really want, want you to be. But at least you made the effort, which I think God expects from us, that we, we care enough about people to show this kind of mercy to. The second form of mercy, which... I find it difficult, I, I, I mean more difficult, is showing mercy by forgiving. Showing mercy by forgiving. So the first one is showing mercy by helping out or giving help. 
and showing mercy by forgiving. This part of, this form of mercy I think is more difficult because when someone does something to you, this form of mercy says, acknowledge the fact that this person has hurt you, so you are aware that the person has hurt you, you are feeling hurt yourself, but then you are supposed to forgive the person. So if I do something to my wife, she acknowledges the fact that I've hurt her, she recognizes that this person might not even say sorry, but then God expects us that we, we are merciful to the extent that we forgive that person. Let's see the example from the story of the prodigal son. Being a teacher, normally I like to take the stories in the Bible and then I put it into a own contest or uh, the, 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 the contest where I put in my own things. <laughs> so here's a, a young man. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just imagining. So he's a, a young man who has asked his dad to give him a portion of his property. So the, the norm is that if you are, if you are a parent, you, you, in, in, in your mind, you have a portion, okay, this is my son. If I'm, if I'm not alive, this is my son, will take care of this house. This one, I'll will give this portion of this house. I'll do this investment for my son. So the young man could not even wait for his dad to kind of try to die. So even, even before his, his dad died, he told him, I want a portion of all, all, all the things that you would give me should in case you die now. So the, so the father gave him everything. I remember when we were in Sunday school or say uh, children's service when we were quite younger, they showed us, my Sunday school teacher showed us a picture of a father taking all the things he has. So he had a TV and he was having a, a, a what's it called, chainsaw and he was cutting everything into pieces. So that was the kind of picture they, they gave us. So he takes the TV, cuts it into pieces, and give half to, to his son, takes the chair or the sofa, cuts it into pieces. So basically, the father divided everything that he, he had and gave it to him. So this guy became rich all of a sudden, and he decided that this area is not good enough for me. I need to go somewhere else. So he moved to Queenstown, Las Vegas, Miami, Hawaii, Dubai, and decided to have all the fun that you can think of. So I have a list of things he was doing. He was driving a few nice cars, drinking expensive drinks and wines and eating lots of sweets and all those things. Then he continues this kind of life for a very long time till he realized that he's now broke. And then he calls his bank and he says, oh, sorry, I need some credit. And the bank tells him that, well, the last credit that we gave you, you've still not been able to 
payback. So we are sorry, we, we can't actually help you. Then he tries to find a job. And the only job he could find was to actually take care of animals. Then from that job, he was so hungry at a point to try the food that the animals eat. And he realized that it, 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 it didn't taste the same as what, what human beings eat. And then it dawned on him that the servants in my father's house are treated better than my current situation. Now, what we mostly hear in church or what we, what we mostly emphasize on is the fact that the son became sorry and was going back to the father. But I don't think we normally look at it from the point of the father. So the father is this man who has given the son everything. So he's done everything that every good parent would do. Now, one afternoon, he's sitting up probably on level five, level six of his house, and he sees a young man coming from afar. Being a, a, a father, he, he, he probably saw, oh, who is this guy? Obviously, if you've been hungry for a long time, the, the guy has lost some weight because probably he's, 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 he's not had money for a long time. His clothes are, are not properly. So he could not recognize the son till he came a bit closer. Before the son could even say, Dad, I'm sorry. Dad, forgive me. I've misused the money. The father just ran from the fifth floor or sixth floor, just went to the son and gave him a hug. And so that's what we normally use as a picture for uh, salvation. So before the son even said, Dad, I'm sorry, the father forgave him and accepted him. And that's the kind of mercy God expects us to show to others. Even before the person says, oh, I'm sorry for what what I did, God expects that we have a heart that forgives just because we are, we are able to. So, so, so the father has, has forgiven his son. And there's obviously a party happening. So this brings us to the First, our first point for today, which is mercy is for the guilty. Mercy is for the guilty. Justice is for the one who is right, but mercy is for the one who is guilty. So the other part of the story is the senior brother was the one who had taken care of the father's property, was the one doing all the hard work and all that. So when he heard of the party, he was so excited, like, oh, finally my dad has recognized how hard I've been working, how diligent I've been serving him, and he's going to throw me this big party. Till he heard that, well, the party is not actually for you. It's for your brother who took all his money and everything and went away. Immediately he got, he got angry. And that's what, how sometimes we also behave is that we are looking for something that, that uh, appreciates our effort, appreciates, okay, so you do something nice in the office. And what we are looking for is for our bosses to say, oh, you've done a good job. Or you, or you do something nice in the house and you're expecting our spouses or our partners to appreciate us. 
but then we should have a heart which is open enough to say, well, is, is this serving the purpose of another person who needs mercy more than I do? Because I didn't think that he needed any form of forgiveness from his dad. All he needed to do was to be open enough to say, well, my brother is back, irrespective of what he had done. If my father who gave him all his property has been able to forgive him, then I should, be also, also, I should also be able to forgive my brother. So our second point is mercy is a product of love or mercy is a, a fruit of love. Mercy does not come automatically. It's not something that you can just create by yourself. As we saw from the story of the prodigal son, the father did not forgive his son because he was obliged to. He forgave his son just because he loved his son. Mostly you hear people say, I've not heard it here, but... So some of my friends, they, they sometimes say, you are lucky that I am a newborn Christian. Or you are lucky that I know someone from your church. If not, I would have never forgiven you. Meaning that they are, forgiveness is just because they know Pastor Seth and that if I don't forgive them, they will report me to Pastor Seth and Pastor Seth like, oh, Abraham, this is how you are. So their forgiveness is because it is an obligation. Their forgiveness is because someone else will hold them accountable for. But this morning we are being taught that forgiveness should be, or mercy should be an act that comes out of love. You love the person so much that even if they hurt you, you are willing to forgive them before they even say sorry. Interestingly, sometimes people don't even know that they've hurt you. Being an African, sometimes at work, some people make some form of jokes that probably might hurt me, or sometimes I might also make a joke that might also hurt those people. But the point is, sometimes in my mind, I don't see anything wrong with what I said. So sometimes we hold, uh, we hold people are accountable to things that they don't even have any idea about. So in her heart, oh, my wife has hurt me so much. But probably she doesn't even know. Or my friend has hurt me so much. But then probably they don't even know. So what do we do? Tell the person, yesterday you said something or you did something. It hurt me, but because I love you, I'm forgiving you. But next time, don't do it again. Because it, 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 it makes it more and more, more difficult when the person repeats the same thing over and over again. So, it, <laughs> so it's, it's much better to tell people that, personally, I, 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 I always say that everything can be spoken about, everything. No matter how complex the topic is, it can be spoken about. Just tell the person, okay, 
Because if, if, if you don't tell the person, the person is not aware that whatever he's saying or doing is hurting you, and, and then they'll keep on doing it. And then you have to say, oh, God, please give me a heart to forgive this person again. So it's, it's always better to tell the person, and then you forgive the person. Our last point for today. Being merciful is difficult, but possible. Both sides of being merciful is quite difficult. Either giving what you've, you've earned in terms of helping someone on the street, helping someone from church, helping, helping someone from the, the office. Both sides of, the, of mercy is difficult. But then, the interesting part is that as Christians, we are given an advantage. The Bible says that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Mostly after we hear such messages, our question is, how do we become merciful? How do I become more merciful if you're already merciful? And then our answer is Philippians 4 verse 13. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. From the NIV version, the King James version says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We have a friend. I think he's a friend that we mostly don't talk to about things. And this friend is closer than our friends, our human friends. He's closer than our partners, our wives, even children. He's the closest friend, and this person is the Holy Spirit. And then Jesus said that as he leaves, he's not leaving us as orphans, people without help, people without any form of support. But he will send forth the Holy Spirit who is with us now. And he will be our comforter, our counselor, our helper. So then how do we become more merciful? Or how do we become merciful? It's just by asking the Holy Spirit. Say, hey, Holy Spirit, I am weak in this area. I tend not to be able to forgive people when they hurt me. Or I'm not generous enough. Even sometimes when I see people struggling, I'm not able to help out. Please help me. Please give me the strength to be able to forgive, to be able to help out. And I believe that the word of God says that if you ask, you shall be given. If you knock, the door will be opened to you. And I believe that this morning, God just wants to remind us that he is there for us. He's given us his sweet spirit to be our guide through this Christian journey. So this morning, we just want to stand on our feet. We just want to stand and just pray this prayer. And you just want to repeat this after me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your Holy Spirit. I thank you that he is my comforter. 
I thank you that he's my helper. I thank you that through him I can do all things. So this morning I ask for sweet Holy Spirit that you will be my helper, that I will walk with you, and I will acknowledge you that in my life, in everything I do, I will know that you are with me. And I am able because you are there with me. Amen. God bless you this morning.